This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am back with another incredible episode, Monday episode of the official Caps Chirp Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. If you're an OG, you know that this is the episode. These Monday episodes are where we're going to be talking about a week in review for the Washington Capitals. Spoiler alert, it's a really good week. And then uh, next on um, Thursday, hopefully I'll have a, a interview lined up, but I'm going to be honest, I've been slacking. The holidays have been quite the drudgery, if you know what I mean. Um, but with no further hesitation, let's pop some tabs and get into a week in review and some league news. One, two, three. All right. Uh, I had my had my software just lag there for a second. But um, some positive news for the league. The salary cap for the NHL looks like it's going to be up again next season. So we're looking at least a couple million, maybe, projected. Keep in mind, these are projections uh, via Elliot Friedman and Rory Boylan from Sportsnet. But it is looking like it could be a, a bump up to 83.5, which is good uh, for next season, but it gets better the season after that. And then the season after that, 4 million a year. So for the next two years after next season, it looks like we're going to be getting an extra $4 million a year to play with. I think that um, owners feel that boost coming. Um, so watch out. I think that there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to either start signing guys term and then, you know, just trying to lock them in, in this like kind of post COVID salary cap era. And then they're going to have the flexibility to either spend money on guys they like or go after somebody new. So all in all um, good stuff for the league, Um, you know, but let's be honest, Caps fans and NHL fans alike, they're, this is all because of us. This is all because we have supported our teams and gone to games and, you know, the NHL is bigger and better than ever. Um, you know, so credit to them, I guess. But, you know, it all comes down to who's who's getting butts and seats, and that's us. Um, you know, I, just, I always thought it was really interesting to see, you know, how much, you know, the NHL is unlike all other major sports is that they rely so heavily on ticket sales because they've always gotten the shaft when it comes to, um, you know, TV deals and things like that. I mean, the MLB is a league that gets a ton of TV time. It's very exclusive and they get probably a kajillion billion. I don't know. It's probably like trillions of dollars at this point, how much they get paid for their TV. But um, it looks like the new TV deal along with, you know, fans like you and I, supporting their teams and going out and seeing games has really, um, you know, boosted revenue. And finally the greedy owners are ready to loosen up the purse strings and make the league better. So good for them and really good for you. Thank you for your service. All of you. Uh, The world juniors is coming up. It's a good time to watch some prospects uh, that are highly touted and maybe ones that are slipping under the radar. It'll be held December 26th through January 5th, the United States, uh, which is who we're rooting for. Okay, um, is in Group B with Finland, Switzerland, Slovakia, and Latvia. Group A will consist of Canada, Sweden, Chechnya, Germany, and 
uh, uh, Germany and Austria. So the tournament will be held in Halifax and Mokhtang in Canada. Should be a pretty good one. You're going to be able to see Connor Bedard. Uh, this kid's apparently a stud. It's supposed to be, you know, the next McDavid. I don't know. You know, it's it's. I don't get too wrapped up in prospects because I like to see them at the NHL level. See, you know, obviously, I, I try not to get my hopes up before they matter. Um, but in any case, if you really are a hockey fan, you want to see the junior game at its peak level. Uh, it's here. I, I started watching hockey at the junior level. It was my first live game I ever went to instant love for the game. Um, and, you know, that was a single bowl X Arvin arena in Omaha, Nebraska. So go Lancers. But um, <clears throat> USHL was, was that league. And I mean, these guys are like the best of the best of the USHL. I'm not even sure any USHL players are going to go. Um, I'm sure there's a couple, but, but I don't, I don't know for sure. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so definitely check this out. Watch your prospects. It'll be a good time. Patrice Bergeron was honored in Boston for scoring 1,000 points. It's a huge milestone. Uh, congrats to him. Boston currently an absolute wagon on fire, sporting a league-leading 50 points in the standings. That's crazy. Uh, everybody wrote them off this season. I wrote them off this season. Uh, they have come back to shove it up uh, all of our hoops. Joe Pavelski about to play his 1200th game. That has been quite the career for him. Uh, he's with Dallas now. Was a longtime Shark. Uh, good for him. Awesome. It's it's crazy to see these guys who were have been mainstays in the league hitting these ridiculous milestones. You know, a thousand games, thousand points, 1200 games. Wild. Uh, some even better news: the Penguins were on a winning streak, which is not good news, but. The Hurricanes just snapped that at seven uh, via a Jordan Stahl late game winner. Uh, that's really awesome. Uh, oh, how the tables have turned, if you will. Jordan Stahl, uh, if you remember, won a cup with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Had a lot of success on that team, and now he's the captain of the Hurricanes, uh, an up-and-coming team. So interesting to see. The reason this is relevant for us is because the Penguins are – holding on to that last wild card spot, or I mean that last uh, division spot They since they lost tonight, they're, they're going to get overlapped by um, new, the Rangers who won. And then that's going to put the, us under the Rangers and the Islander or the Penguins and the Islanders. So if the Caps can continue playing this top quality hockey that we've seen the past 10 games, we're going to be in a playoff spot here, hopefully by the end of next week. Um, but you know, crazier shit has happened. So there's that. <clears throat> Injuries. Blake Wheeler out four weeks for the Jets. That's tough. Nate Schmidt, our baby boy, also out at least a month with a lower body injury, I believe. Uh, this is important because the Caps do have the Jets again uh, at home, I believe, um, <clears throat> at the end of the week. So Having Blake Wheeler, a guy who's one of their, you know, perennial leading scorers and then Nate Schmidt, a huge piece of their defense out. Uh, while obviously we don't want to celebrate that, it's definitely good for us uh, when 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 it comes to playing them. Petrangelo is back with the Golden Knights after having to deal with an illness in the family. He's been gone for nine games. No actual suspensions, but two shitbags on the suspensions list, which are, which are uh, you know, 
at least mention worthy. Austin Watson, uh, again, known shit bag. Find the max for interference on Dylan Larkin. I think it was like 4K. And then Marchment. Uh, the Thor, I mean, this guy was such a terror on the Panthers um, when, when the Caps played him in the playoffs last year. And then he's just been such a pest for us. We cannot contain this kid. I don't know why. I mean, he's a speedy guy and he's a, he's, you know, kind of a rat. So I appreciate that part, but good God, uh, does he suck to play against when, when you're the Washington Capitals? Anyways, he was signed $2,000 for diving. What a turd. All right. Caps fans. I do have to pay the bills here. If I can get my, uh, my shit running right. Um, but then we'll get into the Washington wraparound here. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5. Pre-game money line on any NHL team to win their game. You get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot and even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. You guys ready to talk some caps in the Washington wraparound? All right. So this week turned around, um, you know, pretty good. I, I told you I wasn't able to cover the Sunday game. So we're going to lump that in the Winnipeg game uh, in this week's recaps. We've got four games to go over. Uh, I needed a beer drink. Hold on. Um, on the 12th, we were in Winnipeg in the great white North there. That is when we, it was a five, two drubbing absolute, absolutely stomped the jets. You know, they like to play this kind of flowing game and honestly, they're pretty good at it. Uh, there were times where the whistle wasn't blown for like 10, 50, it seemed like 20 minute stretches, but uh, it was probably more like six or seven minutes. But, um, you know, I feel like when people talk about the beautiful game, this would be a game in which they were watching. The caps did, uh, absolutely go off. I mean, Connor Hellebuck, who's putting together another campaign that would be Vesna trophy worthy, uh, was absolutely chewed up and shit out by the Washington Capitals this night after a zero zero first, uh, the second period featured four goals by TVR Kuznetsov, a mojo penalty shot, Barry and Lynchman, the Stanley cup, Lars Eller goal. Um, you know, I guess you could say the jets won the third period, but they didn't because Ovi scored a empty netter, which is equal to three regular mortal goals in my eyes. So we won that one too. So it was literally like four nothing going into the third. The um, the uh, the Jets fired back with a couple of goals. But by then it was too little, too late. Um, just an ass kicking handed out by the Caps. And this is the Central Division leader. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets are leading the Central Division, and. You know, they came there. We the deep the DC came into the house and absolutely just took care of business. Um, definitely think it was like I said, one of the prettiest games of the season, just a ton of flow back and forth, not a lot of whistles. Um, or maybe I was just reeling from the absolute shit show that the Philadelphia game was, just mucking it up, a total slog 
uh, of a game there. So glad to see that the Caps can still play both ways, though. That's a good thing. I think that, the, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing that I saw here was the Jets play a little bit more of a wide open game. Like I said, they want to get the, the team flowing on their end. Um, and, and typically they've been quite a defensively um, stout team. But of recent years, you know, it's kind of been hit or miss. Uh, the big thing that the Jets do have is a lot of offensive talent generally when their health up's line or health up is is um, healthy. They're sorry when their lineup is healthy. Um, you know they've got Ehlers, Shifley, I think is still there. Blake Wheeler, um, you know he's going to be injured for the next game against uh, the Caps, but yeah, I mean they've got a lot of top end talent there. And then you know in pre- previous years they had Line. A. But uh, I guess I think Pierre-Luc Dubois is now him. So lots of, uh, you know, top-end talent in in Winnipeg that really doesn't get enough credit, I really, I don't believe. At least in our market, maybe in the Canadian market there, they get a little bit more juice. But, um, you know, this is a team that seemingly has been on the cusp forever and just can't get over a hump. Um And honestly, I don't see them doing it. I think that they may have missed their window of opportunity, if you will. Um, But the Caps were scoring on incredibly pretty passing passing plays and on man-up situation. They also cashed in on a rebound goal, which is Lars Ellers, who's playing his 900th game. So good for him. Congrats, Lars. Uh, After after this game was done, I was just feeling high and, and fucking good about it. Things are really clicking for the Caps right now, and the boys are absolutely buzzing. They can feel it themselves. Turn that to Tuesday, the 13th. We are in the windy city of Chicago. In the first period, Ovi scores seconds in. The Blackhawks are so bad. I mean, you know, the Blackhawks on the standings are, I mean, you might as well mathematically eliminate them and, and, and Winnipeg, or I mean, then in uh, Anaheim right now, they're really bad. But God, watching them out there, it was just oh, ugly, ugly. Um, you know, I could definitely see why Blackhawks fans would be upset at their at their current predicament. And you know what? Uh, we've been talking about this for years on this, literally ever since the Caps Chirp podcast has, has been around, is that hey, you know, the Blackhawks are really in some cap trouble. They paid way too much money to like two or three different players on their roster. And there's no way that anybody's going to touch those contracts with a 10-foot pole. They're going to be stuck paying those to term and their full max term at like almost double-digit millions a year. It's like 30% of their caps wrapped up in like three players. It's fucking wild. They have zero flexibility. And lo and behold, here we are now. Um, But you know, and then again, you look at like why they spent that money and it was three cups, but those contracts were inked after the cups were, were won already. So a lot of payment for past performance there, which is uh, a typical situation in the NHL, but it's, it just never makes it any less brutal to actually witness. Uh, Ovi then scored again in the first on the power play. And then the Hawks scored a couple, a couple and then so did Mantha or so did the caps Mantha and Dowd on the fourth line. Uh, Gotta love it. Gotta love them, Barian. Um, and, you know, as good as that is, nobody really cares because Ovi scored again, completing the Hattie and notching number 800. That's wild, crazy stuff. And, of course, Ovechkin scores his 800th goal to finish a hat trick. Like, that is 
very on brand, very legendary. I mean, just incredible stuff. You know, you look at, you, you think like, you, you look at these type of like records and, you know, yeah, of course, Wayne Gretzky scoring 50 goals for like the midway point of the season, like things like that, those wild stuff. But I don't think that's ever going to happen again. It might, but hey, and then, but, but to see like Ovechkin, you know, you would think like, ah, oh, he's going to trickle one or two and just have a consistent month. And then like all of a sudden it's 800. Nah, he just said, I'm just going to do 800 tonight against Chicago, who I absolutely torch every time I play him. So he was obviously feeling it. The boys were trying to get him the puck and they did. Um, you know, I will say this though, say what you will about the Blackhawks and, and how their organization has really just fucked up a lot of things uh, off the ice. I will say that the Hawks crowd was incredibly, uh, you know, they, they knew they were witnessing legendary status shit. Uh, they were paying respects and then even started an OV chant. I'm sure a lot of Caps fans started, but, you know, Hawks fans joined in. It was too loud for them not to. Um, and they gave him a standing ovation and stuff. I mean, it's, uh, it's a hockey moment. You got to be a part of it. Of course, it sucks to see your team get dinged seven to four. But at the same time, you know, you got to see a high scoring game. You got to see Ovechkin score number 800 in a hat trick. Um, imagine being a Caps fan at this game. I mean, what luck. What incredible luck. If, if you were there, tweet me, uh, shout it out. That's awesome, man. Um, incredible stuff. Thursday, Dallas comes to town. And the Caps, you know, still riding high. Obviously, they just had two high-scoring events. In two games, they scored uh, 13 or 12 goals. I, I'll take that. I'll take that clip every day of the week uh, for the rest of the season. That would be great. As we talked in, in past episodes where the Caps were losing a lot in past weeks, uh, three was the magic number, right? You needed to score three goals. Now it seems like the three-goal uh, rule is definitely still intact, but the Caps are, are eclipsing that pretty steadily. Um, so this is a game where we didn't. We only scored one goal. Uh, this fucking Dallas team, man. The Caps have been – snake bitten on Dallas for a long time. And we just got goalied here straight up. Oninger made 45 saves and stole the game from the good guys. I mean, that was, that's absolutely the case. Uh, Connor Sheary scored in the first period off a beauty pass from Ovechkin. Uh, and then it was kind of quiet, but the third opened up with two quick goals from Gal Dallas and like at the top of the period and the caps couldn't um, recover. Uh, they needed to stay out of the box and didn't uh, late in the game to try to give a push. The Caps or the the Stars did score on a power play and then immediately after off a weird uh, kind of deflection off of uh, Lars Eller's ass. Um, so a lot, just like a couple, a, a dumb luck goal and a power play goal that we let up for two and we lost the game two to one. Uh, the Caps absolutely piled on chances, but just couldn't get it done. Again, ran into a hot goalie. I think that this is the the a win that Caps fans were totally fine with taking. The entire game, the Washington Capitals outplayed the opposition, and it just we just couldn't find twine. Um, the chances were there. Oninger stood on his head, and you're going to run into that. So, meh, whatever. Caps get back on the wagon though, 
Saturday the 17th in Toronto. I mean, I'm sorry, versus Toronto at home. It's a 5-2 win against a powerhouse Atlantic team. You know, I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The Atlantic is so fucking overrated. You know, you've got Tampa Bay, you've got Boston there, but like, and you've got the, you've got the Leafs. So like Boston, they look good. But I, after that, I think that the drop-off is steep in that division. Meanwhile, look at the Metro and you look at those top three teams and you're like, I mean, New Jersey, Carolina, possibly Pittsburgh, DC, uh, the Islanders. And then you have, uh, uh, the Rangers who are, so, who are, I think underperforming right now and, and are on a, on a bit of a heater. So they're absolutely, they absolutely throttled uh, Chicago tonight. So again, they're going to be rounding out the top three in the Metro. <clears throat> it's the most competitive division in hockey. And, you know, anybody can say that it's not, but they'd just be fucking wrong. Uh Pretty cool little thing in Warmies. Uh, Duante Abercrombie, a Fort DuPont Cannons alum who works for the Leafs, got a shout out at the start of the game. Uh, he's coach. He's a coaching development assistant for the Leafs. So a guy who the Leafs have identified through a mentorship program at the NHL has been uh, running as somebody with potential, and they gave him a, they gave him a job and kind of seeing where he goes. And I'm sure there's still a mentorship, uh, you know, aspect to it, but. You know, way to go. That's a DC guy. Uh, you know, came up in Fort DuPont in the city, and he's now uh killing it We're for the for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I wish him the best of luck and, and hope that he can he can get a uh get a job in one of the biggest hockey in the biggest hockey market in the world. So love to see it. Moving on to the game though, holy defense on the score sheet. Gustafson comes out. <laughs> And he's like, well, yeah, I'd like to score a goal. How about three? Gets his first three goals of the campaign and a Hattie. Uh, way to start it up, man. You know, he's been a great offensive piece on the blue line. Uh, say what you will about his defensive metrics because they're not very good. But, you know, to see him come out and score a hat trick is pretty compelling stuff. He's been recording the apples pretty steadily. And he's been showing off his skating ability and his playmaking ability, but it's great to finally see him cash in three goals. Shout out uh, Sonny Milano, who is remaining relevant on this team, proving to be just like an, an incredible puck taxi with his speed. You know, I think he makes the conservative and, and smart plays when he's got nowhere to go, which is good. I think sometimes players get wrapped up trying to be a little too fancy and, uh, you know, getting – getting caught with their pants down on the, in that aspect. So I feel like Sonny Milano has been making some pretty good plays and within the offensive zone, he, he provides a lot of creativity kind of like a Kuznetsov, but uh, him and Strom have been working together pretty well. Um, he's been up and down. He's been on the second line, third line, uh, but 14 points in 20 games for him. That's uh, he's working on a career year, even though he didn't start uh, with the club. We had to pick him off waiver wires. If you remember, cause he was cut from Calgary. So uh, even if he just stops scoring and still plays the rest of the campaign, I feel like, uh, and then maybe gets to motor the fourth line or whatever. Uh, I feel like that would still be a somewhat successful reclamation project for the caps who are cash strapped and need to find these valuable players wherever they can. Uh, so, you know, another dub, another one for Brian McClellan. Since two things 
Good can't happen at once, though, for the Washington Capitals. The injury list does continue to populate. TJ Oshie and Nick Dowd both out during this game. Dowd, uh, I he must have sustained something either in practice or in the game before. He did not dress for this game. TJ Oshie did, but during a, um, a pretty heavy back-checking sprint, he came up a little hurt. Uh, after after striding it out and went straight down the uh, the tunnel. So we've talked on this podcast ad nauseum about how important TJ Oshie is, is just an energy spark plug guy, along with a guy who can just get it done and put it in the back of the net for the Washington Capitals. He's still an elite player. I would just hate to see injuries cut his career short because I do think he's still got several years left in the tank. Um, so fingers crossed for Osh, babe. Uh, the report says, you know, it's due to the history of his, uh, you know, previously aggravated injuries. Like we're keeping him out because that's the right thing to do. I just hope that he comes back soon and is healthy. Um, but to re-aggravate an injury, you know, less than 10 games or, or, you know, being back maybe a month. Um, it's a tough look. It's a tough look. Bad bounce for sure for TJ Oshie. I really hope that he's okay. Um, the so that I'm pretty worried about that. I'm gonna be honest. I'm uh, I'm very worried about the TJ Oshie situation. Uh, I'm worried that he's gonna miss extended amount of time. I'm worried that he may have to go under the knife. Uh, we'll see. So that might be a long term loss for us. But hey, it frees up frees up cap space in which we'll need when when Wilson and possibly Backstrom eventually come back. Nick Dowd, on the other hand, love him, but he's a replacement level player. He's an easier slot to fill in. Not to say that, you know, I want him gone. I think he's incredible. I think that him and the fourth line have great chemistry and they work really well together, him and Garden Hathaway specifically. But um, he's an easier spot to fill. And there's guys that are hungry in the A, there's guys that have been sitting in the press box who are willing and ready. So, um, you know, obviously hope he comes back soon, but I, I'm, he's, he's no TJ Oshie. So Osh is the big one here overall. Um, this I'm loving this goddamn team right now. The Washington Capitals are absolutely killing it. Tons of motion in the offensive zone stuff that we haven't seen before. I don't think that the caps have also like really lost a puck battle, uh, uh, like for the majority of games, like the, I, all my <laughs> hockey coaches said, if you win battles to lose pucks, you're going to win the game. And it's fucking true. I mean, it's, 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 that is something that all hockey players should learn and know if you're young and you're listening out there, you definitely, if you, if you can win puck battles, you can go into the boards and come out with a puck more often than not, you're going to win the game uh, more often than not. So, that was something that we weren't seeing in the past. Uh, a little bit of hard nose kind of grittiness on the boards, winning puck battles, winning sprints to lose pucks. Uh, we've been doing that. So very tenacious on the puck. I'd say that's number one thing that I've seen. But once we have the puck, we're doing a great job breaking it out, which has been a reoccurring theme throughout the, the season. You know, obviously when the breakout fails, it's really tough for the rest of the team to get going. You don't get to see control into the offensive zone. You don't, you know, everything has to be relied upon again, winning a puck battle after a dump in or whatever it may be, or, or a less than perfect entry, but the caps are, are, are getting in the zone and man, are they moving? 
the motion offense that we have going right now on some of these lines is, I mean, it almost gives you the spins. It's so good. Uh, the, the passing, the creativity, I think that the, the boys are finally either getting it or at least buying in to Avulet's system here. And, you know, of course, Blaine Forsyth and the whole coaching staff uh, to see, you know, just gets the good mention here, the honorable mention on everything as far as credit to getting a good system in place and letting the guys run with a little bit of creativity. So really, really happy right now. Um, the cap scoring touch and finish is starting to come around. Um, but I think honestly, the defense and the goaltending is, is a really, it, it's, it all has to start there. And so, you know, say what you will about our defense and our deployment and things like that. But I still think that, uh, you know, it's a strong point of this team. I think it's like one of those kind of unmovable objects on the, on the Washington Capitals. Uh, and I thought it was last year as well, but now the team has two goaltenders that they can trust. Now Darcy Kemper has been injured, but Charlie Lindgren has been absolutely insane. These past, this past 10 games, the past, like since Kemper has been out, he's done a great job of filling those shoes. And honestly, Caps fans, we knew this was going to happen, right? Like if you look at Darcy Kemper's track record, the guy has never played a full season healthy. He's constantly injured for this or that. This time it's concussion, which is worrisome. You know, taking taking elbow to the head or whatever it was, uh, taking contact to the head and pulling himself out of the game. Lingren comes in, the southpaw, um, and just hits it in full stride. Kudos, again, extra kudos again to Brian McClellan for identifying this guy. This guy came out of nowhere. He was he played seven games and won them all for the St. Louis Blues last season, and that's it in his professional career for the NHL. Um, somebody scouted this guy. Somebody had him on a radar, and then they also realized that they could get Charlie Lindgren for about nothing. And a half-eaten ham sandwich is what we, what we paid him, and he's coming in here playing like a starter in the NHL. Um, love to see it. And what did I, I, I always say this is that in DC, if you want to be a starting goaltender, you have to steal the net. Um, you know, most recently Vitek Vanacek was stealing it from Samsonov. And then it was just kind of like waffling back and forth, depending on who was hot. And with two young guys, you kind of got to do that. Keep them hungry here. Uh, Charlie Ingram did well. Uh, and, and I think that he had a rough run of it at the beginning of the season, when during the games that Kemper wasn't able to play and, you know, the caps weren't playing their best hockey, but right now where the caps playing the best hockey of the season so far, uh, you're looking at Charlie Lindgren bailing us out on a lot of shot, a lot of attempts. You know, he's not just a passenger here. He's taken a very active role. He's gotten a shutout. You know, he's playing very well to match the teams, you know, to match the whole team's, uh, enthusiasm for what's going on right now. And I love to see that. So <clears throat> I basically just said like, everybody's doing well. And I believe that. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that there's any deficiency in really up and down the lineup right now, if we can continue this pace and this, this type of play um, and then get healthy again, <laughs> obviously getting healthy will probably be a reoccurring theme for this entire season as it has been for the past couple of years, but being at full power um, with this type of jam playing with this type of, uh, you know, enthusiasm. I really think that the Washington Capitals are going to be a lock for a playoff spot. What playoff spot that is, I have no idea, but I definitely think we're in ladies and gentlemen. Um, 
I do not, I'm not, I'm not waffling from that. And that was my preseason prediction anyways. So I've never been wrong about these things. Just trust me. Next week, the games are Monday, the 19th, uh, Detroit at home uh, for the Caps. Thursday, the Caps are going to Ottawa on the 22nd. And then Friday, the 23rd, back to back. Um, is that right? Um, we have Winnipeg at home. Let me double check that. Let me double check that real quick. Um, I don't want to tell you. Yeah, it is a back-to-backer. Uh, a, an away and a home game, back-to-back. Canada to D.C. So we're going from the Canadian capital. Hopefully we'll dust Ottawa, and then we'll come back and have Winnipeg again with a depleted lineup. Um, now, you may think Detroit would be a lock, but Detroit is one of those teams that could steal a playoff spot from the Caps in the wild card as they are knocking on the door of the Atlantic Division. So, honestly, if we lost every game this uh, – if we just beat Detroit and lost the other two, I still think that would be a win down the stretch uh, considering we'd be robbing them of points directly uh, in Detroit. And it's not a four-game swing because they're not in our division really, but but it is – it is uh, or four-point swing, I'm sorry. They're not in our division, but it still does you know take some points away from them. And in the wild card picture, it is a bit of a four point swing. So that's a very important game. The Detroit Red Wings seem to be up and coming. They are going to be pushing for a um, a playoff spot this year. They, as a matter of fact, they already are. They have thirty two points to our thirty six. So literally four points between us. It would be great to beat them in regulation and and just widen that gap. Um, Florida has 34 points there beneath us. At, uh, like I said, the Caps have 36. So, you know, there's two Atlantic Division teams who are, you know, just knocking on the door and, and hot on our tail. But if the Washington Capitals can string together an undefeated week here, I definitely think that we'll be in the playoffs with a win in Detroit. And then if we can continue it with back-to-back wins, Ottawa and Winnipeg, uh, I think that we'll securely be in a wild card spot. Now, last week I predicted a two and two, and I said it was conservative to give a little, just the not totally reverse karma, but a little bit of mix of reverse karma. The Caps ended up going three and one. I thought Dallas was going to give us a hard time, and then I just kind of threw in another loss, just to be fair. This week, no more reverse karma. I think the Caps go undefeated. And our playoff are in playoff position by the end of the week. You heard it here first. Take it to the bank. Use the DraftKings Sportsbook code, THPN, and book it now. Caps undefeated this season. I'm never wrong. And that's my story. I'm sticking to it. So, Caps fans, thanks for tuning in on this Monday episode. Hope to see you on Thursday where I'm going to try to line up a interview. Uh, until then, though, it's Hockey Troll. Capture Podcast, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social 
and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.